Welcome to the In Plain Sight podcast, a project of City Care, an Oklahoma City-based nonprofit that inspires those willing to look social injustice and extreme poverty in the face and empowers them to do whatever it takes to create change. It is our goal to inspire you to care well for your city by bringing to light stories and issues lost in plain sight, hiding in the margins of our communities. You belong here because each of us has a role to play in the collective well-being of our friends and neighbors. We are activists for the overlooked and we are so glad you're here. Welcome, my name is Jenna and I'm your host for the In Plain Sight podcast. What exactly does it mean to be hidden in plain sight? Today, I interview Adam Luck, CEO of City Care, for the first of our three-part introductory series for this podcast. Adam has worked around issues affecting our friends on the margins for many years, from policy to programs. In addition to his role at City Care as CEO, he is a member of the Pardon and Parole Board, the National Board for the Center for Employment Opportunities, and previously a member of the Oklahoma State Board of Corrections. He is Sarah's husband and dad to four boys and one baby girl arriving this summer. Listen in. Adam, welcome. We're so glad you could be here. Yeah, I am excited to be here. Great. So we wanted to have you on today to help us frame this issue of what does it mean to be a person or a particular issue that's hidden in plain sight in our city. And so I wanted to ask you, what issues are affecting those on the margins in our city and perhaps cities across the country? Yeah, so I mean, the things that are closest to my heart, the things that I feel really called to work on are issues around the justice system in our community and issues around homelessness. And there's obviously so many things that tie into interactions with the criminal justice system or when someone has experienced or is experiencing homelessness and you know all those things come to mind like education you know the structure of the family what does it look like for a government to support individuals who need help you know so there's so many underlying issues that I think tie into the criminal justice system and the changes that we need to see there and for individuals who are experiencing homelessness so just to acknowledge that we may be just talking about a couple of those issues, but they find their root, these problems find their root in so many of these big societal issues that we that we try and work on. But in particular, I think those are two issues that individuals who are interacting with the criminal justice system or individuals who are experiencing homelessness, I think just by virtue of the fact that they're in one of those two camps, they are in many ways lost in plain sight. Um, the vast majority of the population doesn't necessarily acknowledge who they are or how they got to where they're at. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to interact with the criminal justice system, to be labeled a criminal or a felon. Um, likewise, there's a lot of misconceptions around what it means to experience homelessness and what got you there or what could get you out of it. So I think a lot of those issues are things that we at City Care have really tried to bring to the surface and talk about in ways that maybe we haven't in the past. And uh, so that's kind of, you know, one of the reasons why I'm excited to be doing this podcast is to start those conversations and maybe elevate some of these discussions to a point where we as a community can really start to discuss how we move forward on these issues. Yeah, that leads me into my next question. And then Bryce, I'll see if you have questions. Uh, But what kind of policy changes? I mean, organizational development, program support, like what are we lacking right now that we need to put in place? Yeah, 
I think before you can answer that question, I think you've got to really look inside your own heart first, right? So for me, I think about how did I go from being raised in Oklahoma, calling this home, um, n not really knowing about any of these issues, not really having experienced, you know, both of my parents interacted with the criminal justice system, experienced homelessness, worked through substance abuse issues and came from families with a history of substance abuse um, and physical abuse. However, I never had to experience any of those things. And that's, I believe, the grace of God um, and an, an extreme privilege on my part that I never had to experience those things. But even that notwithstanding, how did I go from growing up here, not really experiencing those things, um, to you know, five years ago walking into a prison for the first time to today feeling like these are things that I'll spend the rest of my life working on? And so outside of an organization or outside of a program or a policy, what I have tried to do over the last couple of years is really reflect internally and say, how did, what was my personal journey to go from not really knowing or caring about these issues to really committing my life's work um, and orienting my family culture around contributing to ending these things in our community? And I think if we can distill that down into a couple key things, then I think we can provide avenues for other people to engage in that same process. And ultimately, what I think we want as a community is a group of people who have collectively come under the weight of what it looks like to live in a community that has outcomes such as the outcomes we have in Oklahoma City. And, and at that point, we're not asking people to vote for something or to give money to something or to volunteer somewhere. What we're asking is, what's on your heart? What problem do you see? What resources do you have? What's your, what's your passion? What's your talents? And how can you leverage those things to go make a difference in the community? Um, so I think it really starts individually, and I know that's, you know, it's, it's kind of a hard place to strategize around, but I feel like what we're trying to do at City Care and a lot of the processes that we've engaged in in terms of how we engage the community and the work that we're doing, our ultimate goal is to just share that weight with people and, and let time and the discomfort that comes with bearing that weight turn into a way for them to activate themselves, like a point of activation, right? So we're trying to move from just general activism which is focused on those political and societal levers where we can create change to activation, right? We wanna take people and move them to a place of activation. So mm -hmm. I think once we can start to work on that, then we can start to talk about like, all right, we've got a group of people who are mobilized and ready. Now, what are the levers we need to pull on? So absolutely, yes, there are absolutely policies around affordable housing, um, changes that need to happen in our justice system, the way the government supports those that are on the margins. Um, yes, those are big policies that we need to change. Yes, there are service providers that need to grow. There's probably some that need to go away. There's some that need to shift focus. Um, you know, and we're, we as an organization and individuals, like we're absolutely stepping into those areas. I think that the difference in the focus is that that's not our ultimate goal. Like we're not placing our hope in um, people to make changes that we think need to see. You know, Father Greg Boyle, he says like, the margins don't get erased by simply insisting that the powers that be erase them. Right. So we're yeah. saying, no, margins get erased by stepping into the margins alongside people and providing the margin that they've run out of. And that's really what we're what we're trying to do. I think yeah. you I think you hit on such a great point about um, I know we know when we ask big, you know, organizational we use words like organizational and policy and, you know, government, we think of, you know, of huge systems and so I think something that you really hit on that I really I really is a good point is that you know even though those are such broad strokes of of things to, to talk about um the at the at the core of it are individuals right and so it's so much better to 
to focus on your time with uh, of individuals um, because the, who's running those organizations and who's running the government are, are actually the collective individuals and who's writing policy are individuals so um, I think you make a great point Adam I have one more question for you um, how can we as a community uh, engage well with those you know you talk about people on the margins you know how can we engage well with with folks on the margins you know I think it really again it starts with on that individual level I think it starts with do you know the name of your neighbor um, do you know their story? Have you shared a meal with them? Um, again, looking back at my own story, this is how I have gotten to where I feel like myself and my family were engaged in these things is because we interacted with people and had personal experiences with people that highlighted the definitions and the barriers that we had put up in our life about what it means to help somebody or what it means to be on the other side of the criminal justice system or what it means to experience homelessness. And those personal one-on-one -on -one interactions forced us to one, acknowledge that those definitions may not be right and also acknowledge that there are barriers that exist. And then we went through this process internally of questioning why those barriers existed and, and, and really did they line up with what we would say is our guiding principles of our faith. You know, So comparing those to, um, for us, the words of Jesus and do those really line up? And so internally we had to go through that years-long process of really comparing you know what we were seeing in our community what we had been taught with what we were experiencing individually and at the end of this process we just realized in a lot of ways it didn't line up and that we were going to have to change how we did things and how we participated in the community and who we spent time with and uh, what all of those things look like in light of these revelations we were happening about what it looked like to um, see ourselves and invest our time with people who are on the margins and so again it's it's hard you know there's really not a, a clear answer but i think it starts with like what's going on in your own heart and in your own family and how can you interact with people that you live near how can you interact with people in your community who don't have the same background that you have who maybe represent things that you've had ideas about what it means to be labeled with that label like are you really comparing that with hearing that person's story, knowing that person's name, sharing a meal with that person. And it's in a lot of ways risky. And we talk about this a lot, right? It's, it's risky to, to, to just say like, start there. But I think once you go through it and once we, you know, we've all seen people go through this process, it's actually not that risky. And, and in, in reality, it's much more sustainable long-term to invite somebody in that process than it is to just ask them to come volunteer or give a dollar or check a box. Um, what we see more often than not is people people with this personal experience are exposed to things that they were never exposed to previously and their heart changes and everything else in terms of what they do, how they talk about it, where they spend their time and their resources follows the direction that the heart is being exposed to. So I think that's that's where it begins. And then, of course, we can have conversations about, you know, bigger systems and society, like how do we engage with those on the margins and do that with dignity and do that in a way where we're providing as many avenues as we can to those um, to come alongside us. And, and yes, we can have those conversations, but I think it starts with, with the individual. Yeah, I think there's tremendous power in personal proximity, you know, right. and when we can get closer to one another in an authentic way, you know, a lot of these issues can be resolved. So, okay, thank you so much, Adam. Yeah. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. A main takeaway from this conversation for me was this. What's on your heart? Collective change begins at the individual level. 
I hope this conversation has helped you ask yourself just that. What's my role to play? What resources do I have to bring to bear? If we all ask these questions as individuals, we can collectively create change in our community. Thank you for being here. To learn more about CityCare, please visit us at citycareokc.org and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, CityCareOKC. We are activists for the overlooked and we will see you soon.